Hello and a very warm welcome to This Woman's Work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do and the paths that have led them to where they are today. Great, I am here today with Jess. Hi Jess. Hi Michelle. <laughs> um, could you tell the listener in your own words what it is you do for a living? Yes, so I run the Little Business Fairy. Uh, so I help small female run businesses grow in confidence and their business. So that can be showing up on socials, can be their admin, I pretty much just, just take your business and elevate it. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and what were you doing? So how have you been doing that to start? So I am just coming up to my one year birthday for my That's business. It. Only a year. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It feels like I've been doing this forever, but I it's know. only been a year. Yeah. Well, because she is crazy busy. I'm just going to say that now. So I would not have said that's a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's it's blown my mind how how well it's gone. Yeah. So what were you doing before then? So prior to this, I was running 10 businesses from another guy. Um, so pretty much sort of doing what I'm doing now, but for one person. Right. It's very corporate. There was no sort of personal side to it. And it was also male, yeah. <laughs> which was not my thing. It was yeah. huge businesses, you know, had lots of fun doing it, learnt lots, but wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And how long were you doing that for? That was for two years. And then prior to that, I was in marketing. Ah, yeah. in-house or agency? All over. Wow. <laughs> Both, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's track back to that then. So, um, what did we do at school, college? Can yeah. you talk us through your yeah, kind of yeah, education, my education. journey? So, um, I went to a very posh grammar school in London. Um, didn't really fit in. <laughs> um, I was, you know, a bit of the, the class clown, a bit of a joker. I was very naughty at school. Um, and I left when I was 16. So I got a job. I remember walking into Selfridges and I just kind of walked in and tried my luck <laughs> and happened to land in the shoe department. Um, and that was it. Before I knew it, I, you know, I've worked in Harrods, Selfridges, Bond Street. Stop it. Yeah, from 16 and by, you know, sort of 17, I was a manager. It was fab. Such a fun time. Oh, gosh. And, and, and did you live down in London then? Or? Yeah, so grew up in London. I, I was there till I was about 22. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, really fun. Great way to start your career, I think. I think I owe a lot to sales. And sort of working in that environment to really yeah. help me become confident. Are you going to tell me you did a stint at Liberty? You did. <laughs> I, I would did. Like, I would girl. I would girl crush on you. Like I did. I did one day. Oh, <laughs> just one day. So I would quite often go and cover at places, and I remember oh. I did one day there, and I loved it. I loved it. Was that amazing. Movie. Yeah. Like, really there was a documentary amazing. once years ago about Liberty. I don't know. I don't know how. I feel like it was just a. Three part or something. It was one of those yeah. behind the scenes things. I mean, I've loved that shop since, well, since I lived down there. But yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So did that until about twenty two, and then yeah. what came next? And then I moved. So I had my daughter. Okay. Uh, so I've got an eighteen year old. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So 18-year-old and five-year-old, so you know, wow. just keeping it fun. Um, so I had my 18-year-old, and it was just 
it was apparent that there was no way I could live in London and sort of progress. It's right. so, so tough. I remember back then, I think I was paying a thousand pounds for my pokey little flat. And it was just sort of... And know. this was when you were pregnant, was it? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pregnant and then and then had to encourage on working. But yeah, wow. it was just... There was no room to grow. I loved it. So grateful for growing up in London. Yeah. It's, you know, such a great place. Yeah. But then I moved up to Lincolnshire. Um, so I have family there. Okay. Moved up to Lincolnshire and very randomly became a dental nurse. Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really different to London. So when I moved up there, it was quite apparent that you had to have some kind of skill. So you had to be doing something, you had yeah. to, you know, so I just fell into dentistry, um, really loved it, but there wasn't enough talking and interacting. Because you've obviously just come from manically busy, yeah. bustling retail, yeah. basically. Yeah. So loved it. In London to... To work in practice. Yeah. Yeah, wow. in Lincolnshire. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, I did that for a little bit and then I got into marketing in dentistry which was really, really, really fun. Um, really enjoyed it. And then I sort of spread to marketing in general. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how old was your oldest daughter then when you moved up here? Was she quite little or? It was just before school. Yeah. yeah. So she was about three, four. Yeah. Yeah. And then went to school here. And was that a factor for you as well? Do you think morning had to Oh of... yeah, definitely. It's, it's just, I, I mean, I can't, looking at her now, I can't imagine that she would have thrived going to school in London yeah it was, she needed that small sort of you know yeah. high school yeah wow okay yeah. so you've gone into marketing and obviously then you've sort of pursued it ever since so yeah. what made you make the decision then to go it alone because that's quite that's a, it's a risk isn't it yeah well I've probably missed out a bit of a a, a blip I call it a blip a okay. life-changing sort of time in my life so when I was in marketing um, I met my son's, I'm going to call him a sperm donor. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, I met him and unfortunately that was an awful, awful, awful relationship. Um, and it was very controlling. Right. Um, and I was sort of forced out of marketing. Right. So I left my lovely job that I was, you know, doing really well in um, and had a massive fall from grace and was working for his mum's cleaning company. So I went from sort of working in lovely offices to cleaning them. Yeah, um, just so keeping coerced down yeah, the Yeah, I mean, it was awful. Um, and actually got to the point where my only option was to leave and I lived in a refuge. Oh, gosh, So, right. yeah, I took my three-month-old and my, I think then she was 13, and we all lived in a refuge. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, so great, though. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a really difficult time, but I sort of sat there and thought to myself, I have nothing. I had literally the clothes on my back. I was left in about fifteen grams worth of debt from him, Gosh. Um, a million miles from home, and I just sort of sat there and thought, right, I can either completely give up on life, and this is me, and I'm you know I'm going to have nothing, or I can really sort my life out and and you know do what I want to do so that's what I did so for I was in the refuge I think for three months they said I'd be there for a year oh. and I went I will not be here for a year wow. <laughs> so um yeah just set my mind to it manifested worked hard and managed to sort of get us out of there so I spent Christmas in a refuge and I think 
I think having nothing, spending one of the most important times of the year with your kids in a place like that, I feel like now I'm just not scared to do anything because right. I've had nothing. You've been there. Been there yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, that's it. So I fell into the, the next job, working for the guy, running his businesses, started off doing some marketing for him, and soon enough it kind of, you know, it went from doing a few hours a week to... 50 hours a week running wow. businesses and you know doing all sorts but as a mum I mean and no support network for childcare no, no so you were having network. to joke was he quite yeah. flexible with you with your hours yeah so I worked from home um for the majority of it I traveled up one day a week okay um but yeah I worked from home so massive juggle Gosh. yeah I just I wasn't getting any kind of um fulfillment from it yeah I didn't feel like it was me and I also felt a bit like I've broken free from this awful man and I hate to say it but I was working for another one he wasn't right. great yeah. and I just just one day woke up and said that's it I quit and the next day I launched the little business fairy God, but had you not had you'd already had the idea or... I'd, I'd had this tiny little idea in my head but I think because I fell into the job that I was in I didn't really take that leap of faith. It was safe. It was really good money. I was working from home. And I probably could have carried it on. But like I said, I wasn't happy. So I had this little idea in my head, but always pushed it to the back. Yeah. And then one day, I think I think he did something that I really didn't agree with. And I just went, nope, I'm out. And yeah. that was it. Wow. Yeah. Launched the business fairy. Launched the business then. fairy and then never looked back. <laughs> and were you in Stamford at this point? Yes, I was in Stamford. Okay. So I'd, I'd been in Stamford for a couple of years. Um, and yeah, just thought, that's it. I'm going to take this leap of faith, give it a go. I kind of said to myself, I'll give it a couple of months. If it doesn't work, you know, I'll, I'll take whatever job I can find. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll go and stack shelves and Tesco's if I have to. I'll do whatever I have to do, but I have to try this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. It it's, really it's crazy. Is. I think... I got my first client the first week that I started and I literally had to pinch myself. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, wow. Yeah. It wasn't all smooth sailing. I think the first sort of few months I wasn't quite me. Yeah. So I was just sort of taking on work because I felt I had to. Um, and then after a few months, I thought, no, this, this is my time. I'm going to, you know, this is my business. I've really got to make sure that I'm aligned to my beliefs, you know, everything that I, I want to, to come for this business. So had a bit of a rejig and I'm now my weird, unique, wacky self and it's, you know, but even it's then, you're still on the just the start of this journey, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you already have an assistant. I do, which is crazy. Oh it makes me feel a bit <laughs> yeah. well, isn't it? But that's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. do you because obviously you're a very positive person. Yeah. And do you feel proud? I do feel proud. Yeah. I do. It's it's taken a long time, a lot of therapy, and a lot of, you know, really cheering myself on to yeah. get to this point. But I do feel like I've, you know, I've stepped into a point of my life where I do feel proud. And I know that I'm doing something that is completely true to me. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think, because I guess for people that go through dark times... Where do you think that sort of, um, don't get wrong, I'm sure you're going to say it wasn't always there, but that sort of inner faith or inner belief that things will get better, do you think you maybe had a glimmer of that even in dark times? 
I think I'm so lucky because I've got two beautiful kids. Yeah. And you just have to, you just have to push through. Um, I am a tough person. I know that that's there. Obviously, I had to find that again. Um, but yeah, I think when you've got kids, you just do whatever the hell you have to do. Yeah. And you just push through. Wow. Yeah. Do you mind me asking one other question? Yeah. Um, when you went and saw obviously refuge was that information easy to find no because <laughs> obviously I hope, i'm hoping you're yeah. gonna yeah um i'm i mean the whole process was horrific was it yeah i uh so obviously i managed to leave the house i ran one day just ran um and i ran to a hospital where well, it's a birthing center that was near to me at the end of the road just ran in there and asked them to lock the doors and I said, please help me. Yeah. I need some help. Asked them to call the police. Um, spoke to the police. Obviously, you know, gave statements. I remember giving the statement and having to break to go and throw up because yeah. it just felt so wrong. I felt, you know, it's, I think until you've been in that situation, you don't realise how you could ever end up there, but you do. Um, so the police then, the next step, is they told me it was not safe for me to be there um, because of how serious it was. So they just dropped me off at a refuge and that was it. There was nothing. I had a lady come to the door and say, here's two tins of beans, your rent's due on Friday. Gosh. <laughs> and that was it. And it's, is it, do you think it's better now or? Um, I mean, I, I don't think so, no. I think there's a hell of a lot of work that's got to be done. I could see I mean, I was robbed in the refuge. I was, right. you know, it was it was an awful, an awful, awful, awful place. And I can see why people go back because it's the easiest option. Yeah. Um, Cause you've just got desperate people there, yeah, really, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's an awful place, and I'd like to hope it's got better, but I I don't think it has. It's definitely something that I would really like to do something about. Yeah. It's something that. You know, now I feel that my business is kind of, I'm in my first year. I'm in a good place. I'd really love to now look at giving back um, and helping other women that were like me. Yeah. And just trying to make that journey better because it was, it was horrific. Blimey, gosh. Okay. Um, in terms of, I guess, your marketing career specifically then, have you done any sort of training or qualifications for that? Yeah, so I was, I've done about every course going. <laughs> I was very, 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 very lucky. Um, I met a lovely lady through dentistry that mm -hmm. did specifically marketing for dental practices. Um, and she was fab. She sort of took me under her wing, put me on every course going, taught me everything she knew. Wow. It was, I was super, super, super lucky. Um, Obviously now, you know, going forward, I'll always, you know, try and pick up new things. It's it's such a fast moving industry yeah. that you have to sort of constantly, constantly be keeping up with the... Constantly the new, Yeah, yeah. Okay, so no, it, that's quite interesting then. So no degree, no nothing like that. No, no. You've done sort courses, of like yeah. online courses yeah. and, and online qualifications, that kind yeah. of thing. What inherent life learn skills do you think you've got, always had, or have learned that make you really good at what you're doing right now? So I think what I do is not just marketing, it's not just sort of admin, it's empowering female business owners. That's my sort of number one aim. So when I meet someone, 
It's, you know, how can we make you feel better? How can we make you feel so confident that it shines through in your business? And I think the life that I've had, I think it's really taught me that if you've got the right women around you, if you've got the right people around you, you can achieve anything. So I feel like everyone deserves that tribe, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously why I've set up, you know, networking as well for for, for women in business. So yeah, I'd, I'd say that I think sheer determination, being very stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just, just, yeah, I think just feeling empowered in myself and wanting to empower other, other women. Also, yeah. I think as women, we're just programmed to, to, to be like that. We're, you know, um, you shouldn't really shout out about how great you are. You shouldn't yeah. be proud. You should, but you should. And I think the more that we start speaking that way to ourselves, the more we're going to believe it and the more we can help our fellow females believe it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really, really, really tough. I mean, I was the woman that, you know, I couldn't wear makeup. I wasn't allowed out of the house. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. It was, you know, I was at rock bottom. So now no one is ever going to make me feel like that ever again, especially not myself. Mm. I, you know, I can't, I can't be negative to myself. So, okay. So the flip side of sort of inherent positive characteristics are, it's probably more not negative characteristics because that's a hard, we're yeah. not being negative <laughs> about negative, but what challenges do you have that that yeah. kind of raise their head in this this job? I still have imposter syndrome. I still have moments where I doubt myself, or you know, it's it's easy to fall into old habits. And I think, oh no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't push myself further. It's like, for example, taking on an assistant. I was like, no, I can't do that. Like, yeah. I should just stay in my lane, be quiet, you know, just just get on with it. So I think that's my biggest challenge is to to catch those moments of thinking, no, stay small and shout at myself to be bigger. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, imposter syndrome. The amount of women oh, that will yeah. suffer from that is crazy. I think every client I have has at least had a moment of it or suffers from it regularly. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm full in that right yeah. now. As you, as you know, I'm full in that. Yeah. So, but I'm doing it anyway. Exactly, and so, that, that's yeah. it. I think the more that we push ourselves and we show ourselves that we can do it, the more that we tell ourselves that we can do it, eventually we're going to believe it. Um, and I don't believe in there's so many courses that you can go on that tell you that after you do this course, you're just going to emerge this amazing, confident, wonderful person. I don't believe it happens that quickly. I think it's a long term thing. I think you have to be really committed to yourself and to making those changes and to celebrate the small wins and eventually you will you know it'll become second nature that you will just talk to yourself more positively i know you have a little life in you yet i know you have a lot of strength left i know you have a best part it could be your whole career mm-hmm. um it doesn't have to be one best part or and or the best part of say the last year so uh, genuinely i can hand on my heart say the best part of my entire career is right now wow. i feel like i feel like even prior to you know that massive traumatic time in my life i don't feel like i ever was completely a hundred percent myself 
I feel like, you know, I, I gave in to pressures and I used filters and I would, you know, I, I wasn't as positive as I am now. So I feel like 100% this is my time and this is the best part of my career. Wow. Yeah. And again, just the start. Yeah. <laughs> just the yeah. start. I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> I'm going to make everyone positive and show oh. up on Instagram. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. So you probably already touched on this a little bit, but what about sort of not the least favourite parts, but what has been maybe the, the parts of your career that you look back on and reflect most on as, as you know, a bit more challenging? Um, I mean, definitely leaving my marketing career, really angry at myself that I did that, but it's, it's life and, you know, this is where I've ended up and it all happened for a reason. Um, I think probably working for someone that I didn't feel was a great person and sort of just putting up with it and just plodding along and, you know, even if things happen that you don't a hundred percent agree with and you just sort of carry on, I think, think not standing up for myself so definitely my last job although it was fantastic got me back on my feet I do look back at it and think I should have left sooner I should have just gone for this sooner so that's probably my biggest regret and that's more about like your moral compass is that what you're saying because my moral compass is so strong I can tell and I think I hadn't quite found myself that I was still sort of not quite there not quite brave enough i mean you know i would i would tell him that what he was doing was wrong but i still carried on my job yeah and i think i felt so proud leaving i felt absolutely petrified yeah but i felt so proud leaving that i thought i really should have done this sooner sooner. yeah can i just ask is he still in business do you know 100 percent. yes yeah and, and there's other do you think he's changed no i don't think he ever will he's 100 percent a narcissist and I mean, I don't want to go into too many details, no. but I know that there's a lot of women that are taking it further, and I, right. you know, I don't think he'll get to to do it forever. Let's just say. Um, but these things just take time, yeah. don't they, to come out? Yeah, yeah. Irritatingly yes. so. <laughs> um, what's the strangest thing that's happened to you in your entire <laughs> career? Come on, there's got to be some amazing stories oh, from retail, if nothing else. Um. <sighs> I mean, I've met lots of famous people. Oh. Met lots and lots of famous people working where I worked. Um, <laughs> the one moment where I got completely overwhelmed. I mean, I met so I met all of the Spice Girls. I met you know. Did you? Yeah, I, mean, I just never was just never really phased. But I remember Minty. Do you know who Minty is from no. EastEnders? <laughs> Minty. Yeah. I mean Mindy. No. No Minty. He was like this big, big girl. He's not even in it anymore. I remember I met him once um, at work and I was completely gone. I, I don't know why. It's that so strange. You found it very attractive. No. <laughs> I just, yeah, I was completely overwhelmed. So I think that was a, an odd, overwhelming moment. Um, someone from EastEnders just threw me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things. What about dodgy stuff that happened in retail? I mean, if you had to... Oh, dodgy stuff, not necessarily in retail. Dodgy oh. stuff in... Dent, the dental world Ooh. that is a murky place <laughs> <laughs> i've gone on lots of sort of um dental shows so you, you know you kind of have these shows right and it's a very incestuous 
boys' oh, place. Is it one time at band camps? Yeah, American Pie. Yeah. I can. I just want to say I have not partaken in any no, of that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a very strange place. Yeah, yeah. Dental yeah. nurses and their dentists are. Yeah. Just one big sex party. Yeah, it's really strange, and you wouldn't think it in dentistry, but yeah. <sighs> bit of an odd one really but kind okay. of doing what you do and we can cut this out if if you're not comfortable with it i guess it's more sort of like money so if someone's at home thinking you know i'm gonna you know i'm gonna try a bit of va work mm -hmm. for assistant work or that kind of thing or some sort of marketing support what kind, i mean what kind of money out because that is just a massive variable yeah. which i mean you don't have to say money but is there any advice that you would give regards to how someone could manage their money, what they should charge, could charge, anything like that yeah. would be. I mean, I think it all depends on experience. So although I haven't necessarily gone to uni and done a marketing degree, I've, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've done it for years and I've done a lot of courses. Um, so I think there's a lot of people out there that just jump into it with no experience. Mm. So I definitely say make sure you've got that experience. Make sure you believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, and then money-wise, it's really tricky. I think the VA admin side of it, um, I think you can charge anywhere from sort of twenty to forty pounds an hour. Right. More if you know you feel you're. Yeah. Massive I guess experience. It's more the experience. Yeah. Um, so marketing and social media-wise, that's a tricky one because there's so many different sort of packages. But I would. My biggest advice would be charge more than you think. Okay. I started out and charged way too little. Right. And I actually, when I started charging more, I actually got better clients. Okay. Because I think people see the value of the work that you're giving them. Yeah. As if it's super cheap, I think a lot of people are in the mindset of, I have to make it cheap enough for people to be able to afford it. Yeah. And I think that's what I did. And it was great, but you almost sort of box yourself out because you're taking on so much work. Yeah. You're not earning enough. And those people don't really see the value because it's so cheap. So I would always say aim higher. Because you can always track back, can't you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it's just having that confidence. Yeah, having the confidence. I would, I would look around, see what everyone's charging. I'm really open and upfront about my fees. Yeah, you are. So, yeah. you know, people could always have a look at, at mine. But... um. I would definitely say aim a little bit higher than you think. Yeah, but be willing to also put the work in. Oh God, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, d I don't agree with people that say that they're marketing experts and they have got no, no, either no qualifications, no experience, or you know they've just woken up and decided to do it. Yeah, that doesn't work. With marketing, it's depends what you're talking about. So social media, I think, even the stuff that I did, sort of, you know five plus years ago it's completely different or even like a year two even a year years two, ago it's going completely different so i think it's it's not just looking at the qualification they've got or you know the experience it's looking at what they're doing now yeah latest work yeah work yeah because i mean i i mean i am that person that will get up and look at every update and see what's happening and try you know you have to do that in this line of work and yeah. i think it's really important to make sure that you hire someone that is because otherwise it's dated it's you know this is your business that you're you know you're trying to show it needs you need to make sure you've got the right person to do it mm. 
Blimey, mate, so threads. We've matched up about the yeah. threads. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, I mean, threads, I just think do it. I don't know. I can't, can't see what's coming from it just yet, other than community, but yeah. Or, is it, or even how it's really different from Twitter. Or is it not so much yet, would you say? I think it's a lot kinder. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the biggest difference. Right. I think that it's a nice it's safe a lot more. It's, Yeah. And I have to say, I noticed bots on threads and they disappeared overnight. So oh. clearly they are putting a lot of money into it, a lot of time. I think like to put business, Twitter out of business. To put Twitter out of business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old Mark. Good old Mark. X, X now, isn't it? Oh, it is so. X now. Yeah. It's I gonna be extinct. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Okay, so what's next? Gonna take over the world. <laughs> no. I think um I'm really, really, really loving the fierce women network yeah. that I've created. I love that. I love my job, love doing what I'm doing. Um, I ideally would like to have a whole tribe of fairies. That's, you know, my goal. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'll match you to your fairy and you know, you have your fairy. So. You've got a plan, haven't you? You're a lady with a plan. plan. <laughs> um, and I would love to grow the sort of networking and just empowering women to, to just be themselves. I think yeah. that's my biggest passion. Just don't be scared of it. You're great. You're, you are you and no one else is and that's your superpower so i think yeah i'd love to grow that side of it um and i would love to give back i'd love to sort of do some kind of charity work and just change the system because it's just screwed yeah. it's just not great so yeah i hope if there's anyone that listens to this and is or has been in the situ situation that i was in i hope they know that it's not forever yeah. you can do whatever you want to do you know I was sat on Christmas Day with nothing but the clothes that I had on and my kids got an advent calendar for Christmas from the local, um, what's it called, food bank, you yeah, know? Yeah. That, and, you know, look at me now, I'm, you know, I might not be a millionaire, but I'm, you know, I'm running a business, I'm doing yeah. it by myself and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a lovely house, I've got a lovely partner, my kids are happy, so it's not forever. Yeah. What's stopping you from scaling quicker then so obviously if you wanted to get to a point mm. where you're running and you can assign business fairies across the uk if not globally let's be honest the world <laughs> um how could you scale that a bit quicker i think what i'm stuck with at the moment is that a i am my brand yeah and that's something you really have to consider in business if you are your brand it is hard to scale yeah so it's finding a way to make that work that you still get that feeling of I've got the little business fairy working for me but with lots of fairies yeah so you still want to retain that intimacy yeah because that's what it is it's yeah. I mean like you know I will sit in my power sessions with women and they'll cry and we'll let things out and that it's not just about doing their admin or whacking some social media posts up it's deeper than that yeah so I want to make sure that I can give that to everyone so my fairies have to kind of be me yeah if that makes sense i think that i could probably get fairies that can do things that i can't do and then we could offer so much more i think that'd be great but it's just yeah just finding a way to keep keep that sort of one-to-one -one bespoke feel that you get from the little business fairy what advice would you give to your younger selves <gasps> then wow 
And I feel like we could pick a few different younger versions yeah, of you. Yeah, there's here, been a few. Because I think you've yeah. already said, you know, to really want to just reassure women that there is, mm-hmm. it won't be forever. So you probably yeah. would say that to your younger self. Yeah, you? I mean, it's going to sound really weird, but I wouldn't change anything. Wow. Because I would go through what I went through a thousand times to have my son. You know, it's it's one of those things. So I wouldn't necessarily change anything. But I think I think what you said is probably right. I'd probably tell every version of my younger self that it's going to be okay. It's not going to last forever. Um, and probably just tell her to be a bit more her and a bit more weird and embrace that weird side. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, growing up, I, I definitely played into things. You know, like I said, being at school, being the class clown, I definitely sort of felt like I had to to be something that I wasn't because okay. I just, I, w- I was never really confident in myself. So I think, yeah, just, just to tell her just to be her. So does that mean you were playing a role quite a bit? Yeah, I think so. I think and I really, really relate to that. Yeah, so. I think I really was. And I think, I think definitely the experiences that I've had and age definitely have just made me realize that it's so much more fun to just be yourself. Okay, final question. What bit of life advice do you want to throw out there to the world? It could be career advice, it could just be general life advice. What would you like to put out there? I would. Hmm. (laughs) I feel like you've got a lot. I feel like I could say a lot. Something that I would definitely say, something that I see in my friends, and I know that they do it, and I know that I 100% did it, if um, this is guy-related or female-related, you know, whoever you're in a relationship with, you get that funny little feeling in the pit of your stomach. You don't feel 100% comfortable or it doesn't feel right, run. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Don't sort of, you know, make excuses for them. Yeah. You can't save everyone. They Some people don't deserve to be saved. Yeah. You know, just always, always, always trust your instincts. And that's also assuming someone can change as well, isn't it? You go, oh, no, yeah. they'll, maybe they'll change... And I think, unfortunately, yeah, and I was that woman. And I think, unfortunately, nine times out of ten, they are not going to change and they don't want to change. It's them. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think just don't excuse bad behaviour. And that can be in in work as well. You know, it's any kind of relationship. If it doesn't feel right, get out of it. Get out. Yeah. And what if you're looking, I guess, at a friend or a colleague and you have, and I guess it's that, other side of it you have a suspicion yeah like you know this responsibility to not stay quiet and to kind of just let someone go about I mean do you wish looking back that someone had intervened with you a little bit more I think I wish that and again it's so difficult because I know there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes it was you know I had fake profiles made of me I didn't have a phone but he had a phone and pretended to be me There were probably all sorts of conversations going on that I'm not even aware of. So I don't blame people for disappearing, but I don't necessarily think you need to intervene straight away. Yes, speak up straight away. Say at least say to the person. A hundred percent. Yeah. Say I, you know, I've I've got. I'm concerned. I'm worried for you. But if that person straight away doesn't leave, stick by them. Yeah. Because I think that's something that a lot of women, and I definitely had, I lost everyone, um, you know, even family. 
And I think you get to the point where you haven't got anyone, so you just carry on with it. And I think if you know that you've still got someone there, I think the best thing you can do as a friend or someone that you're concerned for is still be there. Don't give up. Don't give up, yeah. Gosh, in fairness, don't give up. I feel like you've said yeah. that in lots of different ways. Up. Yeah, basically, don't give up at anything. Yeah, Just yeah. on friends, on yeah. people, on yourself. Yeah, definitely. On that note. Yeah. Thank you so much, You're Jess. so welcome. Thank, Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, I'm a bit of a waffler. <laughs> if you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind-the-scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance.